Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm talking about building your first aid kit for panic. And I wanted to start with a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt. She said, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face, end of quote. And because I believe that you can begin to ride out the panic attack with your first aid kit, if needed, and look at this fear straight on, feeling it, but less and less fearing it because you are looking it right in the face. It is the fear of the fear where people get stuck. So use the panic as a way out. Don't fear it. Panic attacks can be absolutely terrifying and overwhelming. These are just tough experiences. They often strike unexpectedly, causing us intense, my goodness, physical and emotional symptoms that can leave us feeling helpless. While panic attacks can affect anyone, those who suffer from panic disorder or have a history of anxiety are more susceptible. Fortunately, there are steps you can take to take good care of yourself if and when a panic attack occurs. Your panic attack first aid kit is a valuable tool in your arsenal. Today, we will explore what panic attacks are, their common symptoms, and how to assemble your first aid kit from the tips and tools of ACP. This will help you or someone else you know cope during a panic attack. Now, panic attacks are those sudden episodes of intense fear or discomfort that can strike often when you least expect it. And they are characterized by a surge of overwhelming physical and psychological symptoms, including some things like the rapid heartbeat, shortness of breath, chest pain or discomfort, trembling or shaking, sweating, dizziness or lightheadedness, nausea, numbness or tingling sensations, chills or hot flashes, fear of losing control or going crazy, fear of dying, and a sense of impending doom. 
Now, of course, it's not a complete list, and of course, you don't have to have all of those when your panic is happening. They're just things that are very, very often reported. They're definitely the common symptoms and sensations that happen. And they can be so intense that many people mistake panic attacks for heart attacks or other life-threatening conditions. And from that list that I just read, you can see why. The critical difference is that the panic attacks are typically short-lived. So I want you to hear that. The critical difference is that the panic attacks are typically short-lived, often peaking within a few minutes and then subsiding within 20 or 30 minutes. However, I know they can feel much longer when you are experiencing it yourself. And when you employ the first aid kit, you will be less likely to be adding fuel to the panic fire and actually allowing it to burn out faster. So putting together a panic attack first aid kit can be a proactive way to help you more calmly get through the panic attacks if and when they occur. You don't have to be afraid of them coming anymore. And yes, you do have to go through them. That's the only way. That's part of the process of letting them go and never having to deal with them again. Now, this is not a replacement for clearing any medical issues that you may have with your healthcare team or for doing the pre-work of keeping your mind and body in a calmer and more peaceful state on a daily basis. Still, it can be a valuable resource for you or someone else in times of need. Some people feel much more confident and secure knowing they have something handy in case of a panic attack. And while it may be helpful for you too, remember, it will not be needed forever. You can let go of these helpful tools eventually. So here's how we're going to put this together. First, you have to be informed about panic. And remember, first off, that it is not life-threatening. And it will eventually die down in intensity and be gone. You may need a card or a sticky note to read to remind yourself that this will pass just as it has done before, because we so often want to think, but this time it's different. And you want to recognize what is happening and use your wise mind. Yes, your wise mind is still working, but it may take some focus to actually hear what your wise mind is saying, to diffuse the fear, thoughts, and the feelings by remembering that you know what this is. You are okay. You do not need to run or fight or to add more fearful thoughts to this feeling. You can ride it out and let the hormonal cascade flow out and be gone without adding more to it. Listen to ACP regularly. Keep notes in the things that we talk about and the tips and strategies that resonate most with you and work on incorporating those into your life. Make a list of the tips and tools that resonate with you. Don't leave it to memory because when we are in that panic mode, we cannot remember these kinds of things. 
that part of our brain is getting a lot less energy and it seems to be completely turned off. So write it down so you have it handy. And specifically, include your favorite ways to awaken your relaxation response, grounding methods, and so forth. Some ideas are like the Buddha belly breathing, letting your belly relax and poof out if it must, letting your breath go all the way down to your belly, versus only breathing from the upper third of your lungs, which will make you hyperventilate and feel worse. Let your lungs expand, making your diaphragm flatten out. This, as most of you know, stimulates the vagus nerve and sends a beautiful message to the brain that all is well in this body. Tell the amygdala to stand down. And this stimulates the parasympathetic side of your nervous system. And you can't be pushing the sympathetic gas and the parasympathetic brake at the same time. This is using your body to influence your mind. Next up, use your senses to stimulate the parasympathetic side of your nervous system, such as doing things with calming music nature sounds, gentle touch, or wrapping yourself up in a shawl or a blanket to feel safe and secure. This is where those weighted blankets might come in, makes you feel like you are swaddled and you are safe. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The next thing I want you to consider and write down if it works for you is to slow down because moving fast and erratically signals to your brain that there is a problem, that there is danger, and the stress hormones are indeed necessary. So send the opposite message by slowing down and letting your movements tell your brain that all is well. This fear hormone cascade can stop now. 
Next up that you can consider are things to have handy, like water and snacks. If you are having a panic attack and you realize you are hungry or you have not eaten in a very long time, I want you to eat. Crashing blood sugar is often the same feeling as a panic attack coming on. And this gets confused so often. It is simply your blood sugar falling. And I want to explain that when your blood sugar starts falling rapidly, the body is like, wait a minute, we can't let the blood sugar fall fast. What's happening? It can only go so low. Your body's trying to keep you alive. So it actually sends out cortisol, which you know is a stress hormone that makes you feel horrible if you are anxious. And it sends out the cortisol to keep the blood sugar from bottoming out, from going so low that you will pass out. So it lifts up the blood sugar a little bit. If it's coming down rapidly, your body's going to let out cortisol to try to slow it down and keep it from going too low. So very often, this used to happen to me. I had a time where my blood sugar would go up and down pretty rapidly. It doesn't do that anymore, but it used to. And when it would start dropping quickly, I didn't know that cortisol was being released. I thought I was having a panic attack. And so I want you to stop having to confuse those two. And if you are hungry, eat. Don't let yourself get so low that your blood sugar is dipping down into that area that your body has to save you by sending out cortisol. Crashing blood sugar is often confused with a panic attack coming on. Another thing that you can do though in the realm of water and snacks is drinking cold water or putting ice in your mouth. Or you could hold the ice in your hand too. That would help your brain get a little jolt and bring you back to the present moment, allowing you to catch your breath. Cold water and ice can be helpful to you when this panic is coming on. Because dehydration or low blood sugar can exacerbate panic attack symptoms, keep bottled water and non-perishable snacks like granola bars or nuts available for you. Again, this isn't like a crutch that you're going to need forever, but maybe you are hungry and you should be eating and maybe you are dehydrated and you should be drinking. So carry this with you while you find out what your body is up to and let yourself have an easy way out of this panicky feeling. You will let this first aid kit go eventually because you will not need this forever. I have to joke that I used to carry little plastic bags of things in my purse because I was struggling with this before there were granola bars and, you know, protein bars and all that kind of stuff. We had to put like little nuts and things in a little baggie and put it in your purse. So, and people didn't carry around water bottles back in those days like we do now. But I'm telling you, if you have a tendency to be dehydrated, carry that water bottle around with you until you get the hang of what your body needs and you don't need to do it anymore. It's not forever. Another thing you could do is have some comfort items, you know, a comforting object such as a touchstone or a favorite blanket, noise-canceling headphones and soothing music. This is all very individual, so give 
this some thought so that you can come up with some ideas that is good for you, some comforting objects. For some people that may be having, you know, a a certain book or inspirational reading on their phone available to them. For other people, it might be some art supplies. Maybe you like to sketch and you want to have your pencils and pad available in the car or something or in your backpack. Just see what makes you feel comfy cozy. This is very individual. But another thing we can do is have some breathing aids. Now, I know back in the day, a paper bag was used for stopping hyperventilation because hyperventilation upsets the oxygen to carbon dioxide ratio. You feel like you can't breathe, like you're not getting enough oxygen or enough air. And so you keep breathing faster and what you're doing is you're hyperventilating. You actually are getting enough oxygen, even though it feels like you can't catch your breath. What's actually happening is that you are exhaling too much carbon dioxide too fast. Too little carbon dioxide in the blood makes you feel wonky. That's that weird feeling that you get. You think you can't breathe and you feel all wonky, but it's not because you're not getting enough oxygen. You are, but you are exhaling with those short breaths that you're taking, short and fast, you're exhaling too much of the carbon dioxide. That's why the paper bag used to work, because you would breathe the carbon dioxide into the bag and then rebreathe it so that you would have more CO2 in your blood. Now, I have seen that they make little small devices for slow, controlled breathing out there that people wear around their neck. Whatever works for you to help you get out of your panic attack, keep it. Use it for now. You won't need this kind of help forever. What you can also do is just have written down on your little panic attack first aid card is that you need to have longer, slower exhales. That way you are not breathing out a lot of CO2 rapidly. Or you could carry a paper bag. I really never see anybody do that anymore. Back in my day, that was the thing. Everybody would say, oh, you just breathe into a paper bag. Now you know why it happens, so you can actually control that yourself, but you'll need to remember, so write it down. You could have some distraction tools with you, like a notebook and a pen for journaling or even doodling. You could have crossword puzzles, make sure you have a book or like I said, some inspirational material on your phone or even a game. Lots of people like games on their phones, so that could be a distraction. Having a panic attack first aid kit is valuable, but knowing how to use it effectively is equally important. So here are some steps to follow if you or someone that you're with experiences a panic attack. Acknowledge that the attack is happening. Accept that the panic attack is there and it is a temporary state of heightened anxiety. That's all it is. Find a safe place and a quiet space if possible and let someone know that you're experiencing a panic attack and that you will be okay. You just need some time. Reach for the items in your panic attack first aid kit, water, and your grounding tools, and use them. And practice deep breathing. 
belly breathing. Focus on that slow, controlled breaths, longer and slower exhalations to reduce the hyperventilation and the uncomfortable feelings that it brings. And ground yourself. Use grounding techniques or objects to stay present and counteract the dissociation accompanied with panic attacks. Try a small stress ball that you can squeeze or textured objects that you can touch and focus on. Distract yourself if needed. Engage in a soothing or distracting activity from your kit, like listening to the music or reading or drawing. And contact someone. Reach out to that trusted friend, family member, or coach or therapist for support and reassurance. Often people feel so much better just knowing they have someone else out there that knows what they are going through. And then I want you to be sure to wait it out. Be confident that this too shall pass. Remember that panic attacks are temporary. The intensity will gradually subside as you use your first aid kit and implement coping strategies. Panic attacks can be distressing, but you can effectively move through them with the right tools and knowledge. A panic attack first aid kit is a valuable resource to have on hand, providing you with the means to feel secure and find relief during the attack as it passes. I hope this has been helpful for you, and I want you to always remember that when you're going through that, this too shall pass. And now for today's quote. In the middle of every difficulty lies opportunity. And that's from Albert Einstein. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.